What's up, Put Your Hands Together listeners? This is Rhea Butcher here, your host. You know me. Uh, We are taking the month of December off and the new year for holidays and such. You know, to re-energize. That's what you should do. And guess what? You can re-energize by listening to this episode from the Put Your Hands Together archives. Please enjoy. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands Uh, and it's a special night also. Hello. Hi, pals. Hey, everybody. Hi, buddies. Doing great. Everybody's doing great. I'll get you guys later. Um, this is just a high-fiving show. Did you think it was more than that? It's not more than that. But wouldn't that be kind of a great... In some of our lives, that would be a great show. You know, we're just living in L.A. We're alone with our dreams. And then suddenly, out of the darkness, just a high-five. Is there a... Is there a television play? <laughs> You're playing an audiobook at my album release show? No, um, what, can I see it? Can I, can I see the phone? What is it? What is... They look just as... Uh, Siri, turn yourself off. I'm recuperating, and because no one can sleep... Nightmares and the thrashing around... After oh. tossing and turning for hours, I finally accept that it will be a wakeful it's night. It's not Hunger Games, actually. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's a, you're, it's a different it's a different game. Uh, honestly, in this guy's defense, that was there was the okay. So you guys know you guys know that the little play button means if you hit that, then it makes noise and then if you hit it again it should stop uh, and he had hit stop and it had continued to, to go and so I just want you guys to know that phones are terrifying because we trust them like right now I'm trusting myself to hold a thing that's made of glass and so is that guy mine is in many cases um, also here you go not too long ago my fiance it was uh, we were, it was nighttime. And uh, we were at the house, and she she didn't even, like, address... Is this a thing? She didn't even address... So now there's, like, the voice-activated... You can just yell, like, Siri! You don't have to press the thumb thing. You can just yell it, and then she, like, he, it, um, answers you. But I said, Rhea, do you remember what I said? I don't even know if she's out here. Uh, Do you remember what I said that activated Siri? Do you remember it all? From across the room was like, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Yeah, Rhea was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean. And then she said, I'm no, I no, I'm sorry, Rhea. Honestly, the fault is mine. Now, once that happens to you once, you're gonna try for the rest of the night. We were just going to other rooms and be like, what was that? Just to see. 
but it worked for a while. She was just, so those are, that's a scary thing, and they'll just talk to you. And then you don't even have to say the hey Siri part. Um, oh, you know what? It is a great night in all of our lives, not just that gentleman's who owns Game of Thrones. On Audible, no less. So that means you paid for it. I like that about you. But also, it's a big day. Uh, you, this is my new album. It just came out today. Thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. It was, I put a lot of hard work into that, and it came out today, and it is currently number one on iTunes, um, which I'm stoked about. Because I'm just a little guy. I'm just a little guy. I'm, not, I'm just a little guy in the world on an indie record label, just waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning and emailing all of my most famous friends <laughs> and asking them for tweets. Many of which I did receive. Just don't ask that often. That's the trick. Don't ask that often. Be earnest. You know, don't shy away from it. Just say, this is what I need. And this is why I need it. And be respected for your vests. <laughs> so I'm really stoked about that. That's a huge deal. Number one, now I can just... Get up tomorrow and start again. <laughs> there's no moving. There's no... Do, does anybody here... Does anyone feel good with where they are in their lives? <laughs> Clap. Is there anybody who's like, no, this is it. I'm doing fine. What's going on in your life? How are you? I'm great. Yeah. L listen to the way you even answer that. <laughs> the G was having a hard time getting out of your mouth. You're so relaxed. I'm great. <laughs> What do, you, what, what do you do for a living that you're, that you're killing it so hard? First of all, great shoulder shawl. I understand what's going on with you. You, got, you don't even need a sweater. Just pop it around. Lace, loosely tied. It'll stay on. Um, what do you, and it could be a scarf. I get you. You're just a real... Just, just, a, just a real Thelma and Louise. Both of them. Um, what do you do for a living that your life is so on track? You do social media and you're an actor? Well, it's not that on track now, is it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm sure, you're, I'm sure you're doing a great job. What do you do social media for? Uh, environmental organizations. Environmental organizations? That doesn't sound like a, the kind of... Uh... Which one was that? Really? I definitely thought it was going to be the woman with a shaved head. <laughs> I'm not, I just mean that's like the kind of woman who's like, I agree about the environment! fucking great look by the way um okay well thank you for your service that's really good stuff do people pay attention to that yes yeah really that's i feel like oh you work for greenpeace way to bury the lead <laughs> do you work for greenpeace is that who you work for i just i just finished a contract oh okay yeah no that's like the one you know, like that's being like, ah, I'm in regional politics in Washington, D.C. at the White House. <laughs> like Greenpeace is the, you know, you know what I mean? We meet those guys all the time. They have the clipboards. We see them. We, we know your stuff. Okay, uh, great. Let's hear it for that gal. She's killing it. What about you? You clapped. What, what, how, what's going on in your life that you're so joyful? Um, what do you do for a living? You know, okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> I had an audition today. You had an audition today? What did you audition for? Uh, Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds? Did you get that shit? Uh, did 
Did I get it? I just auditioned today. So. Uh, listen, go fuck yourself. You would know if you got it. In here! That whole show is about solving a mystery. You can't solve your own mystery of whether or not you nailed it and booked the part. Please! You don't deserve to be on Criminal Minds. I'd still like to brag. What was the role? What kind of, were you the criminal or the mind or which one? A cop? A cop? Wow, well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm just trying to, hang on. Give me your best, what, what, what do, you, what, do you remember any of the lines? Your tail lights out. <laughs> if that guy doesn't get the part, I believed my tail light was out, and I'm not in a car. That was amazing. Great delivery. You're a friendly cop. I like that about you. Hey, I don't want to... Hey. Hey. Taillights up. <laughs> I don't want to stress you out. Get out of here. Butt slap. But he's slapping the bumper. Because you're still in the car. You can get out of the car. Okay. Um, this has been great. Already, I feel like we're rolling so smoothly. And this is one of my favorite lineups. I handpicked people that I knew uh, you guys would love and people that I wanted to watch perform. So I'm so excited about tonight's show. And I'll be out here hosting in the, in the middle. I'll ask all of you what you've achieved in your lives. We'll get to the bottom of it. Those of you that are sad, you'll have your time too. But this first comic is a favorite of mine. Um, I love, I love his stuff. So he's not that. He's still pretty new to LA, but like I just feel like he's killing it ever since he's been here. And I love his stuff so much. I was so glad he was able to be on the show tonight. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Chris Garcia, guys. Give it up for Chris. Thanks, everybody. Keep it going for uh, Cameron and her new album, everybody. That's awesome. I, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I, uh, I love sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love the uh, enthusiasm of sports. I love that they bring me to closer together than my dad. It's a very sweet bond that we have. Uh, this is an impression of my dad when soccer is on television. Oye, coño, Largo! Por tu madre, patealo! Dale un cabezazo! Corre, coño, no se dan con rienda! Coño, no se dan Like a relaxed dad, it's just a commercial, dude. <laughs> Turns out he just likes a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> he loves gas mileage. Uh, I love soccer a lot. It's my favorite sport to watch. Uh, I love watching it on the Spanish channel the most. because It's just so exciting. The British guys aren't like that. The British guys, they're just like, and after 89 minutes of play, there's the equalizer. <laughs> we have a tie match. <laughs> Watch that shit on Telemundo. <laughs> the guy's like, Y el portero cumplió 33 años hace dos días! You're like, holy shit, what'd he say? Oh, he just said the goalie turned 33 two days ago. <laughs> he didn't really say anything. He's just trying to make it exciting. I love comedy. I love going to see comedy. I have to tell you, sometimes it bothers me when comedians make fun of their ethnic parents on stage. Uh, I know I just did it. I know I just did it. But hear me out. Sometimes I think it's, it's mean. It, it's like disrespectful. So, you know, some of us have immigrant parents. 
They leave everything behind in their shitty country. They come to the United States, have a kid, that kid becomes a comedian, that comedian shits all over them. That's not fair. That's not, that's not cool. That's disrespectful. And it's also unfair because they don't have any recourse. You know what I mean? It's not like dad's coming up here every night. It's like, hey, you guys. <laughs> Anybody here have an American-born kid? Okay, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> My son, Chris, man, Chris, he goes by Chris. His name is Christian. He goes by Chris. He talking Spanish on stage. He doesn't look like he speaks Spanish. He looks like maybe he works at Trader Joe's or something like that. Or like a fun high school Spanish teacher. <laughs> what a little bitch, you guys. <laughs> what a little bitch. I'm going to bring up your next comedian, Chris's mom. Matika! <laughs> Anna, come over here! Come on! Uh, hello? <laughs> Hi, you guys. God bless you. Uh, Chris is a very sweet boy, very sensitive, very nice, and he's kind of a little bitch, to be honest with you. <laughs> My parents have way more reason to make fun of me than I do of them. My parents left Cuba when they're like 35 years old. They came to the United States. They sacrificed it all. They haven't seen their family since. They moved to Los Angeles. They moved to Inglewood. They worked blue-collar jobs. Graveyard shift so I didn't have to, so I can go to a better school, so I can go to a private school. They lost their house. They moved to an another neighborhood just so I can go to a good public school for high school. They encouraged me to study. They got me tutors. I went to UC Berkeley for college and I studied poetry. <laughs> Not reading poetry, writing poetry. <laughs> My poor parents fled Cuba so I could write haikus. <laughs> they came to the United States on a raft made of hubcaps so I could put my feelings into rhymes. <laughs> what a little bitch, you guys. This kid, he studied so hard he became stupid again. <laughs> My dad's a funny guy. Uh, I don't. I, he could be. A, I don't know if he could be a comedian because I, I think his stories are so unrelatable. They just wouldn't work on stage. You would just wouldn't be able to relate to anything he says. He'd just be like, "Okay, uh, okay." So one time in Cuba, I was working as a mechanic, and I turned this guy's uh, Cadillac into a boat. <laughs> you guys know. And. Uh, he didn't have any money, so he gave me a baby pig. You know how guys give you a baby pig when you can't turn their car into a boat? Okay, so he gave me a baby pig. So I had this baby pig. Oh, man, I was so excited. And then one day, uh, the comité, the Cuban secret police that comes and steals all your shit, you know those guys. Uh, they were in the neighborhood. So they were looking around, and me and my friend Seneng, an engineer who lived down the block, we made a series of bells that if you saw the comité coming, you would ring the bell, and it would ring in everyone's house and be like, hey, the comité is coming. Oh, you guys know. And so, <laughs> one day, ping pong, we hear the bell. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to do something about this pig, you know? <laughs> so I take this pig. I go, oh, no, I got to hide this pig. I put, um, I give it, you know, a bunch of rum, Bacardi. I go, 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 go. I give it, and some sleeping pills, so I go to sleep. This pig got so drunk, it started to snore. <laughs> It became, it started snoring. So I was like, oh no, I can't have a snoring pig. So bam, I hit it with a bottle of rum in the head, and then it started wiggling. You can't hide a wiggly pig, you know that? <laughs> so I got the wiggly pig, I put it in a backpack, 
I jumped over a fence. I, I got my friend's bike and I got the fuck out of there. You guys know, right? Oh boy, I love America, you guys. You guys are fun. Uh, I'm getting married. I'm very excited about that. Thank you. And uh, my mom is very excited about it. Mom's adorable. She's uh, she's four foot eight. Uh, she's so small. She looks far away. She have a little sign on it that says Cubans in the mirror be maybe closer than they appear. And um, she wants us to have, my uh, fiance and I, she wants us to have kids right away. So we, she's, and she claims it's so we could continue the family name. Uh, my last name is Garcia. <laughs> we live here in Los Angeles. I don't work for the census or anything, but uh, we got this, Madre. <laughs> I looked it up and Garcia is the fifth most common last name in the entire world. In the whole world. Uh, the first four are Lee, Chang, Wang, and Wong. Isn't that amazing? Garcias are fucking on a Chinese level. We're coming for you, Wong. We're coming for you, one, one Wong move. Garcia at the top. <laughs> you guys have been great. My name is Chris Garcia. Thanks a lot. Yes, Chris Garcia, let's hear it for Chris. He is the coolest. Um, hey, we're going to keep the show uh, right on rolling. Uh, this next comic, now, he's a, a good friend of mine. He's like one of the best comics working today, so it's always awesome when he gets to come by the show. We love to have him here, and I know there's also podcast listeners. What? You guys are a live show. I understand. There's also a podcast element. If you're in New York and you have nothing to do on Friday, you should come see me at Union Hall. If you're in New York and you've got nothing to do on Saturday, you should go see this next gentleman at Caroline's. Slash, if you want to also go see him on Friday, I technically understand. <laughs> Uh, guys, one of my favorites in the whole world. Let's hear it from Mr. Anthony Jesselnick, guys. Give it up for Anthony! You're taping your next special. What is the date again? November 14th in Austin, Texas. And can people still get tickets now? Or mm -hmm. is it, is it yeah. like now available? Yeah, now available. Brad, I mean, how, that's close, but you've been working on this stuff for a while. I mean, I saw a lot of it happen, the yeah. process. A couple of years. And how, how do you feel about the stuff right now? Are you still going out and working on it, or are you just like done? It's pretty much like perfected. I'm just like keeping the muscles <laughs> strong. You know, yeah. Like I'm not writing new stuff. I'm just like, it's locked. Yeah. I'm just practicing it until I get to shoot it. But I have one more week of clubs, and then I go out and start doing theaters to lead up. But I feel great. I could tape it tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, how are you keeping it interesting at clubs and theaters and stuff? If you like have that locked, are you writing any new stuff in there, or are you just like? I'm adding like work? once you have it in your head, you like yeah. you, when you know it so well and it's really concrete, you can slip in little asides and like I'm finding new laughs here and there. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just trying not to drink too much. Like it's at that <laughs> point of the tour where it's like oh, I remember that point together. of the tour. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. It'll be on Comedy Central, yes? Netflix. It's Netflix. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Fuck yeah. One up. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, you're the best guys. Go see Anthony in Austin. Anthony Jesselin, guys. Let's hear it for Anthony. Okay. Who, uh, who does not feel like they're nailing it? I just want... Could be that person. <laughs> What's going on with you? One clap. How you doing? One clap. Yep. Uh, nothing at all. 
Nothing at all is going on with you? No, yeah, not a thing? Good. Did you have a good day? No. Yeah, well, this is the section for you. You didn't have a good day? What happened? What was so rough? Work is the worst, yeah, for sure. What kind of, what's your job? Where, where uh, do you work? I work part-time at a frozen yogurt shop. That, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you work part-time at a frozen yogurt shop? They're not even sure if they're going to fully staff you? And what is your job? Is it to smush the ice cream into the holes? You guys haven't been to enough frozen yogurt shops. You don't know what kind of job I'm talking about. Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, are there little testers available yeah. in your shop? Yeah. Do they have to? Do people have to ask for them, or are they just out? No, they're just out. And how many times have you have, do you have you to? You know it's a problem. Yeah, you know no. Fuck yeah, I know it's a problem. <laughs> and I don't even work part time at a yogurt shop. Um, have you ever had to? Have you ever had to be like uh, your tail lights out? Uh, no. What I mean is, have you ever had to? Have you ever had to stop somebody? We're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to no, say stop. Like once in a while, I like get so like anxious. I just am like, okay, that's it, no more. Wow. Well, first of all, you should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Your hours should be, if anything, reduced. Um, so you wait. So have you you've confronted somebody? Yeah. Do you remember the words you used? I just want to know how. I just want to know how that goes down. Small kids and they'll be like, honey, you gotta. Like, oh yeah. Okay, got No, that makes sense. That's, a, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, you just say to a small kid. Actually, honestly, I think that parent's probably fine with that. Or wait, where is the parent in this scenario? Usually just like so far away. So far away. And there's just kids going like, <laughs> And they're just all on. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. <sighs> Boy. Um, which one do you work at? Do, uh, sp- spoons or, uh, or cradles? or There's just like, it's always just one. <laughs> Pulley knobs? What do you work? Menchies. Menchies? Yeah. That's the worst one. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. How long have you been doing that gig? A year and a half. A year and a half. Gal, here's what I have to say to you. Your future is so bright. It's not going to be this forever. I get that right now, for some reason, in the last year and a half, you haven't decided to look for another job. <laughs> Besides part-time work at Menchie's. But someday you're going to get out of there, kid. You're going to get a full-time job at a gelato store. <laughs> I believe in you. Anybody, did anybody have a worse day today than uh, working part-time at a yogurt shop? Do you have any? Do you have any? Yeah, that guy is, he's raising his hand halfway. Um, and I still noticed you because I'm good at my job. Um, what's going on? What would you do today? You're unemployed, yeah? Well, fuck you! Cause that guy don't got nothing! You're unemployed. How long you been unemployed? Uh, since May. Since May? Shit, I'm so sorry to hear that. What were you doing before? I was a graduate student. You were a what? Graduate student. You were a graduate student. And then you lost that job. <laughs> what were you, uh, were you graduating in, in student? What were, you, what were you studying? What were you studying? I was in New York City. I was studying... First of all, great lead. Now that's how you deliver a lead. I was in New York City! <laughs> what were you studying in New York? What was I studying? Yeah, yep. I was in rabbinical school. You were in rabbinical school? 
wait, hang on a second. First of all, I'm totally on board with that. I was a theology major in college. I'm not gonna come after you. Plus, Judaism, the best, as we all know. There is no life after death. Of course there isn't. Plus, also, you guys are technically sort of chill with gays. So I'm on board. Um, and Jesus, just a man. Cool, dude, but I'm on your side. Uh, <laughs> Is it a tight rabbi market right now? Are we in the great rabbinical slump of 2014? Was there a, was there a market crash? There was a religion crash. All religions crashed. Yeah. Well, I think that, I don't think that's, wait a minute, hang on a second. All religions crashed. Because people don't, because I don't want to say anything that stresses you out, but I feel like that, that makes me happy. People are, people are less, but then that's tough to be the faith that you are in that situation. Because I don't think they're turning away priests. Like there's, I mean, there's less people going to Catholic mass, but people are still like, if you want to do this job that is now like pretty controversial, get the fuck in here. Um, so you just can't get a gig? It's complicated. It's complicated? Um, well, we've got upwards of one minute. <laughs> Please explain uh, not only your faith, but also why you can't get a job as a rabbi and just like other things about the difference in like how people used to be religious versus how they are now. No, it's okay. Um, so I married another rabbi. Is that person here? Is that you? First of all, this is why I love Ju Judaism. Yeah, the fucking dude rabbi's out of work. You have a job, don't you? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Taking jobs! <laughs> but I bet you still get paid 60 yarmulkes on the dollar. <laughs> um, well, okay. Then there's, then there's, well, thank you so much for your guidance, and I think that's chill, and also, like, hey, if she's supporting the fam and everything's all right, um, maybe just take up a hobby, you know? <laughs> Something a little less esoteric, like squash. <laughs> then you could kind of work that back in eventually, you know what I mean? Because if you're just like, I'm a rabbi, no dice, but if you're like, I'm the squash rabbi. I'm just talking about marketing, right? Okay, uh, we're gonna keep it going. Uh, this next comic now, she is a producer on the show. She's here every work, work? She's here every week when she works her ass off for the show. Uh, she's also so fucking funny. You guys are gonna love her. The, uh, just a real, a real rabbi in my heart. Uh, <laughs> Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cameron Esposito, you guys. Uh, that was probably the best introduction I've ever gotten. <laughs> I've always wanted to be the rabbi in someone's heart. Gefelta fish. That's all I came up with back there. Just cycling through. Shit, shit. Go with Gefelta. I have to be honest, I'm from Ohio, and every time I saw that, I was like, hmm, I wonder what gel fight fish tastes like. <laughs> uh, 
It doesn't sound very good. I mean, I don't want to be rude or anything, but... <laughs> I, uh, I recently... Well, not recently, like a year and a half ago, quit drinking. Silence. That's my favorite response. Because how many people are drinking right now? Yeah. It's terrifying, isn't it? When somebody falls and you're like, should I be doing this? Is this... Am I doing something wrong? It's my favorite when I'm at a party and somebody's like, hey, do you want a drink? And I say... No, I'm okay. And they go, am I okay? <laughs> I quit drinking because I started drinking like just way too early. I like got it all in. I started drinking when I was 12, 12 years old from a little town called the wrong side of the tracks. I had two Colt 45 40s at 12 years old. I chugged both of them, one right after the other. And then I threw both of them into a brick wall. They don't just give you these boots. I didn't just walk into a store and buy these boots. They gave them to me. They just came down from the sky on a balloon that said, you're cool. And I put them on. But I had to quit drinking because I started too early. And, but it, it's good. It took a little while. I feel good about it. And you know, right when I quit, like about a month after I quit, I, it is true what people say. Like when you cut stuff out of your life that's bad for you, uh, you know, like your senses, like I, I felt like I could see better and I could s smell things better and food tasted better. But no sense was more heightened than my sense of superiority. <laughs> Just immediately up here. So much better than all of you guys. Just really got it together. I started drinking really young because I was from a bad, bad part of town. And also, I recently went home because uh, I had a family emergency. And I hadn't been home in a while, in about like a year. Like I said, I'm, I'm from Ohio, which I like to call the thinking man's Indiana. Uh, so I went home to visit my family, and I kind of, this time... If, you, if anybody hasn't lived at home for a while, you know, like at first I moved out of there to get the hell out of there. And then after a while, I was like, I don't want to go back. Then this time I found a little bit of love for it. So I was like going to all my favorite places, uh, most of which are just like parking lots now or um, just completely empty parking lots now <laughs> with no businesses whatsoever. Oh, that's the old railroad where somebody was murdered. You know, <laughs> those kinds of places. Um, but I also went to my, my childhood homes and I realized fully for the first time that I was raised in a basement. I grew up in a basement because my dad, when my parents got divorced, he moved in with his parents and my mom moved in with her parents. And I was raised in both my grandparents' houses and my dad specifically lived in his dad's basement when I was a kid. And he lived in what's called a, a, it's a mother-in-law apartment which is, it, it resembles an apartment, um, and then it has a little touch of basement, and then it's just rounded out with a whole lot of prison cell. <laughs> that's what that's mostly like. Um, you know, he was really good at decorating. He had a, a, a black and white TV that had three channels and rabbit ears from here to Cleveland. Um, in a basement, again, an antenna television. <laughs> in a basement and a, a rotating cast of couches that he found God knows where. 
And also my favorite piece of furniture in this uh, basement that I grew up in um, was just this beautiful, like, vintage, uh, just classic weight bench (laughs) that he used as my dinner table. So that's why I started drinking when I was 12. (laughs) Got to get out of this hole. Got to get out of this basement. Um, So I quit drinking, but I didn't give up everything. I uh, decided to try mushrooms on New Year's Eve, because uh, you're only 31 once. <laughs> Figured, what the hell? No time like the present. And I also got a pot card, which I feel like everybody in here has one, right? <laughs> That's what this state is about. I'm not a narc, don't worry about it. Um, I got a pot card because I sleepwalk, which is, and I don't even do the cool sleepwalking, like the walking through windows and walking into traffic, I just get up and stand. (laughs) Like a street performer, but in my own bedroom. Just like... Oh, right, yep. Yep, okay, bye. (laughs) Just like really boring sleepwalking. My favorite thing is anytime my girlfriend, because she just wakes me up in the middle of it to come back to bed, my answer every time is, she'll usually say, hey, hey, uh, come on back. Come on back, you're walking. Come on back. And I'll say, I know. (laughs) I don't know at all. (laughs) Not one bit. That's a lie. So I got a pot card because it's the only thing that it knocks my body completely out and I can sleep all the way through the night. And uh, when I went in to get the card, it was such a fun experience. If you haven't done it yet, try it. Just go to get the card, because it's so much fun. The place I went to was playing uh, District 9, and just crushed velvet, as far as you could see, all the walls. So I got the paperwork, I start filling it out, and on the front, you know, it's like your name, your address, all that stuff, and then it says, uh, you know, list the symptoms that you're uh, coming in to see us for today, and then in parentheses after that, it says, uh, it cannot be, needs to relax. (laughs) Which means enough people went in there and were like, Man, I need to chill out. I just need to chill. I really need to play a lot of Call of Duty. And I just can't without this, without some gummies or a lollipop. So I fill it out, and I flip it over on the other side. It says, uh, list the doctors that you've been seeing for these symptoms. And in parentheses after that, it says, it can be any doctor from any point in your life. And I really really wanted to put the doctor that delivered me. Because that's when this all started. But the best part of this is I got it, like, I don't even think it was a year ago, like six months, and I was like, man... Because I used to smoke pot when I was younger. I was drinking, I was smoking a lot of pot, I was a real stoner, I like to cut the bottoms off my T-shirts, like that kind of a stoner. Not like a halter top, but just like, man, I don't need this hem. Like that kind of a stoner. Like, I really, I just want to use this as medication as much as I possibly can. And then the other day I was like, shit, I can't find my pot card. I'm that kind of a stoner. (laughs) I lost my pot card, you guys. That is the worst. Anyway, I've been Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your show. Thank you so much. the fact 
fact reveal, I'm that girlfriend she's talking about. Well, we're fiancés. That's Rhea as my fiancé. We're the fiancés of each other. Um, thank you. Thank you. Such an achievement for both of us. Which one is more of a catch? Neither. We're both amazing. But, um... <laughs> I'm terrified of everything. It's a lifelong issue. I can't see anything. Uh, we had crossed eyes as a child for eight years, wore an eye patch, no big deal. That's why I'm a stand-up comic. Um, I'm also extremely nearsighted and have been my entire life. I'm scared of the dark. I'm legitimately scared of the dark. I slept with my light on throughout high school, like anybody would. Um, and I can't see scary movies, but I like to look up still images from scary movies that I cannot see. <laughs> Just because I want to know! I like to read their synopsis. Ooh, the ass to the mouth? That one is hard to Google image. I don't know if you guys ever tried, but that's such a disgusting movie. Most people didn't even put a picture up of it. I had to draw one myself. So knowing that about me, when I, I, I fell in love with Rhea first as a comic, she was amazing as a comic, and then when we started dating, I didn't know she was a sleepwalker until uh, just, I mean, like a little bit in there. And I will say, I'm, I'm surprised uh, that I have been able to keep my shit together because <laughs> I have slept with a knife next to me my entire life and a pillow on top of me. And here's what my plan is. The pillow's just deep enough to deflect their knife while I grab my knife and stab them! I don't know why I think knives can't cut through pillows, but I don't! Um, so, somehow, I think it's love. Um, I just like keep it real calm, cool, and collected in the middle of the night. She'll be just standing in a corner. <laughs> like the finale of a Blair Witch Project. <laughs> oh, she's facing the corner. Did you not? <laughs> One night I woke up and she was on my side of the bed, tucking me into bed. <laughs> seen a sleepwalker but like their eyes are open but they don't see anything I don't know if you've ever woken up to somebody just dead eyed staring like nighty night <laughs> but I didn't even scream I was just like sweetheart this is a weird thing you're doing but come on back to bed you're sleeping I think we're playing a real you know I think it's a real dance just to see how long we can go on like this. I guess what I'm saying is, if Rhea Butcher ever turns up dead, this is my confession. I have killed her, but it was partly her fault. She did not smoke enough marijuana the night before. Now this next comic, she is amazing. So happy to have her back on the show. She comes here a lot and we always demand more. We say more appearances by you. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Jamie Lee. Hi. Hi guys. Keep it going for Cameron. Get her album. Do it. All right, how are we doing, you guys? Feeling good? 
Drinking a little bit? Are we drinking? Okay, okay. Tame crowd, tame crowd. <laughs> I don't mean to judge you if you are drinking. I only drink when it's a special occasion, you know, like when it's someone's birthday on Facebook. But, um... <laughs> thank you. I, uh, I think I have drinking on uh, the brain right now because I just got back from a uh, bachelorette party. Um, has anyone here ever been a bridesmaid before? Cool. Um, I think we can all agree we'd rather be regular maids than... <laughs> bridesmaids um, when, uh, when the bride asked me I was like oh, I'd rather like get down on all fours and clean every inch of your apartment with a toothbrush and have you call me Lupita than go get a blowout with ten whores I don't like that's just sort of where I'm at but um, no the bachelor party was interesting because uh, we didn't do the whole like penis hat thing um, but there were a lot of uh, people at this particular club that we went to that were doing that you guys have seen that right I don't have to you know the girls they go out and they wear like the penis hats and the penis you know wristwatch and shoes and you know there's like a sash with like little plastic penises glued to it that one I kind of like because I'm like oh I love crafts you know like, I'm like, I'm like oh glue gun uh, <laughs> invite me over but um but it's such a crazy thing to me. I, I was thinking about it this weekend. I'm like, it's weird because like, I'm a straight woman, but I don't like love penises. You know what I mean? Like, just because I'm not a lesbian doesn't mean I walk around being like, yo, got to get that dick. Like, I don't... I don't, I don't think about... Like, you know what I mean? Like, the only time I ever think about a penis is literally when I unzip my boyfriend's pants. I'm like, oh, right. You know, like literal slap in the face. But... <laughs> the only time and like guys guys like you know they love they love vaginas they love them like I didn't even say the full word and I can feel like nine people in here being like blah, blah. you know like it's like a cartoon bulldog being woken up from a nap just like um, they do they love it and like you know you hear terms like uh, oh like he's got pussy on the brain like you know what I mean like oh he's got pussy on the you've never heard a girl be like yo she has dick on the brain like that just sound you know it's like oh yeah maybe if you're being woken up from a nap but but um, that's such a weird thing to me because they, the guys, they love it, but you never see a bachelor party walking around at the club wearing fucking floppy labia fedoras. It's like rocking out like, yo, I'm getting married, you know, drinking out of clit straws like you don't see it. But if you did, you'd be like, well, yeah, that adds up, you know, like that's his passion. Um, he's just doing what he loves. Um, that's a weird thing. So we were at this, this dance club and, um, and I, one of the other, uh, bridesmaids, you know, she's like a very free spirit. And I guess like I wasn't really drinking a lot. So she was like trying to, you know, get me like out on the dance floor. And she's like, Jamie, you just got to get out there. You just got to shake what your mama gave you. You guys heard that? Shake what your mama gave you. I was like, uh, anxiety. Like, believe me, I'm trying. <laughs> I've been trying to shake that shit since I was 12 years old when I had my first slim fast, even though I wasn't fat. Um, but uh, she also said that other cliche, uh, you should dance like nobody's watching. I'm sure you guys have heard that. Just dance like nobody's watching. Uh, that's the worst advice I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, you should dance like everybody's watching because then you'll dance better. <laughs> like other people's judgment. That's what keeps you in line. That's what makes you like bring it as a human being. That's how dance like nobody's watching. That's how you describe a bad dancer. Like how did he dance? Like no one was watching. It was <laughs> truly horrific. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep ever again. Um, 
But you would never like apply that logic to any other area of your life. You never be like, I know we're in a four star restaurant right now, but kind of want to be like, fuck it. Like, let's just eat like nobody is watching. You know what I mean? Like, let's just let the bruschetta sauce like run down our stupid tits onto the stupid floor and fuck it. Let's just take a shit right here. Like, let's just do it. Like, that's feminism. Um, that'd be interesting. Um, this is a, uh, you should definitely get Cameron's CD. She's obviously amazing. Um, same sex symbol. Clap it up for that. Awesome. My very best friend from childhood, uh, is a lesbian. And sometimes I like to, uh, like play little tricks on her, you know, like just to mess with her. I'll be like, uh, Hey Lisa, I know I've never told you this before, but sometimes I, I just get these urges and I, I just want to do a little bit of this. Mm. And then I go, psych, it's two dicks. And she... Oh my God, she loves it so much. We haven't spoken in about four months, but um, it's probably because she's still like laughing so hard. It's so hard to talk and laugh. It's really tough. No, I, this has been a very raunchy set. I, I, I actually like, it has been. I don't know what's um, happening to my brain, but, uh, but, um, I, no, I, I'm, I'm actually like a very conservative. I'm not cool at all. Like I'm a conservative for, I don't talk at all during sex. Cause my mom always said, you know, never talk to strangers. Um, <laughs> thank you guys. I'm Jamie Lee. Bye. Guys, Jamie Lee, let's hear for Jamie. I wasn't watching the show, so I came from the front, which is very exciting. You guys did not expect that. How are you guys doing? You're, like, having a small chat about that. Did you like that set? Was that working for you? Yeah. yeah. Are you all right? Yeah, no. She just has, I think, a couple of her drinks in my purse. So she was like, what? Everything about you guys is... You guys are loose cannons, I thought... I was like, oh, how'd you like the thing? You're like, I got drinks in my purse. I don't know this person. <laughs> Have, do you, you know each other, though? No. Uh, you guys, okay. <laughs> it feels like maybe you've never been to an airport. <laughs> That's like the number one thing. You know, don't accept anything that anybody gives you. So... I'm sorry, I didn't really give you a story at all. No, I... That's all right. I mean, I'm not... I am stressed out about a couple things. <laughs> In both of your decision-making processes. Why did you give her drinks for her bag? I need to bring it in somehow. Oh, you're sneaking in drinks. And, you're, and you have a clutch. <laughs> but then you trusted the one girl who's like, I have drinks! <laughs> From her. This is the person... drink mule <laughs> of all time the coke is in my butt <laughs> if you want to look for it in a balloon I put a balloon of coke in my butt what? oh you're the, you're the, you're the flight attendant? <laughs> sorry about that that was a scene from an upcoming film I'm writing <laughs> about this lady <laughs> That's her confessing to a murder. <laughs> I killed Rhea Butcher. That's me getting off the hook. 
Oh, man, you guys, we got two comics left. They are two of my favorites in the whole dang world. Um, and it's been such an amazing show so far, has it not? It's been amazing. <laughs> now, this gal, whenever I get to book a show, I always request her, because uh, she is like my favorite person to watch do stand-up comedy. So I'm so excited for you guys to see her. Let's hear it right now for Katie Crown, guys. <laughs> Well, tonight I am retiring. I am never doing this again. This is my last night. I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't even know. Okay, well, that was a bad way to start. Uh, oh, but don't you think we could have applause again for Cameron and her new album? It's so wonderful. It's awkwardly worded. Oh, but don't you think... Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that was me getting into I have scary jokes because it's almost Christmas. Oh, it's almost Halloween. Um, no, I'll just tell a couple because I don't want you to shit your pants. But uh, <laughs> here's, here's uh, some scary jokes. Uh, I did not make them up as I'm going along. Uh, so uh, what do you call a ghost's shoes? I know. Booze. Shoes. Okay. Uh, what do you call... Um, where, where does a ghost uh, keep its money? In a bunk bank. Okay, so I haven't thought about these. I'll, uh, I'm going to work on these. Uh, what kind of... <sighs> okay, so what kind of uh, shirt... Okay, no, it's... <laughs> Boo-noo-noo-re-poo-bloo. <laughs> okay, anyway, you saw where that was going. Okay, here's a fun thing for us to do. Uh, on the count of three, everyone go... <gasps> okay, ready? One, two, three. <gasps> that was a fast yawn. Okay, see how much time you saved with me around? Earlier, like later on, if you had to yawn, you'd be like, and like all the time you'd miss the eclipse and everything, and like, good thing you got your fast yawn out of the way now. Anyway, oh, we waste so much time yawning. Another thing on bear safety, a lot of people don't tell you, they're always like, well, it's important, right? So a lot of people are like, oh yeah, if you see a bear, here's the number one rule is to play dead. Uh, and that is wrong, actually. The rule is that you tell the bear that it is dead. And then the bear's like, me see ghost <laughs> and you're like yeah I'm a ghost oh I can't believe it uh, this day has gone crazy for me uh, I'm questioning my mortality uh, I'm gonna go and then uh, anyway so that's uh, usually what happens so tell the bear that it is dead um, I know I come off as like a real bitch but I'm not I'm a nice that's like my stage persona I'm a nice person I'm not a bitch but I come off I know I come off that way I had a friend who was like I, I was like, oh, I want to get a tattoo. She's like, you're not tough enough, Katie, to get a tattoo. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You don't have to be tough to get a tattoo. You can be any way and get a tattoo. It doesn't really matter. No, I, don't, I can't imagine you ever getting a tattoo. Oh, my God. No, no, no. And I'm like, well, no, no, I get a tattoo. What, you don't think I'm tough enough? You don't think I'm tough to get, oh, wow, to get a tattoo? Oh, wow. I'm like, no, I just don't believe, I just can't imagine you with a tattoo. Fine, I don't care. I go home. I'm very angry. And uh, so I, I, I took a shit in a, a newspaper, and then I uh, rolled it up, and I used it as a pillow that night. And then the next day I saw my friend, I was like, oh, yeah, what do you think of me now? <laughs> and she was, <laughs> she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Last night I told Pardon? Last night? Yeah, I heard you the first time. Yeah, last night I took a newspaper. Sorry, what? Last night, I... I'm trying to tell you. I'm listening. You're, like, mumbling. I'm telling you. Tell me then. Last night, yes. Huh. 
last night I took a <laughs> went to the bathroom in the newspaper and I wait sorry you went to the bathroom what did you why did you go to the bathroom just, just let me tell you went to the bathroom newspaper and I slept on it like a <laughs> I went wait okay hold on okay sorry you went sorry are you you went to the bath you like took a shit in a newspaper and you use it as a pillow why would you no you're not letting me finish yes I went to the bathroom and I uh, yes I slept on my shit <laughs> why would you do that you're so brave Get out there. Get that tattoo. Uh, oh, I, I wasn't like, oh, clap for me. I was like, like, like an exclamation on it. Do you guys know, like, there's an ad. I don't, it's, not, it's not on TV anymore, but there's an ad for the bacon bowl. Did you ever, like, the bacon bowl. Have you guys ever seen that ad? It was like an infomercial that seemed to be on all of the time. And it's this woman's piercing voice going, Bacon bowl. Get, get, like, get yourself a bacon bowl. Got, it was the, the, have too much bacon but not enough bowls? Get a bacon bowl. Like, and, and what you do is you put the bacon in the oven and it forms to a bowl and you put treats in it. Like, want a fun dinner alternative? Bacon bowl, bacon bowl. But whenever I would hear this commercial, it was like, I couldn't hear any of the other words that she was saying because all I could hear was like this bacon bowl, bacon bowl. Little bacon bowl, a bacon bowl, little bacon bowl. And it's like, it's like that sound like, when you're clipping your nails, you can hear that sound in any room. It's a very specific, like, tink, tink. And, like, no matter where you are, it could be like an apartment across the way. You hear tink, tink. So it's like, bacon bowl, bacon bowl. And I just imagine this woman, like, she finishes the, she finishes the record, you know, like, bacon bowl. Jane, that was great. Great job, great job. Thank you so much. I had a great time recording. Well, great. You were really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, well, we're done. You can go home now. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, bacon bowl. Sorry? No, goodbye. Oh, great. Okay. Get it together, Jane. Ah, fine. Ah, shake it off. It's okay. Gets home. Hey, honey, you're home. Oh, great. We're going to have dinner. Oh, great. Oh, how was the record? Oh, it was good. You know, we did a thing. What was it for? It was thing. It's called the bacon bowl. And it was just, uh, so we just, uh, you know, said that a few times, but it went very well. Just a few takes. Oh, that's great. Well, what do you want for dinner? Bacon bowl. <laughs> that's funny. No, but really, what do you want for dinner? Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, let's make, uh, I don't know, a casserole or something. Okay, well, let's uh, bacon bowl. Sorry, honey, what do you... Bacon bowl. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You seem you're sweating a lot. I'm I'm fine, honey. I'm a bacon bowl. I'm fine. I'm bacon bowl. Bacon bowl, honey. I'm fine. You you don't seem fine. I, I'm fine. I just need some water. Bacon bowl. Just give me some water. Bacon bowl. Bacon. Bowl. Okay. Well, here have some water. Oh my God, you're sweating, Jane. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. Bacon bowl. Kill me. Bacon bowl. Kill me now. Hey, bacon bowl. Bacon bowl. Bacon. I don't want to do it. You have to kill me. No. <laughs> anyway, she says bacon bowl a lot. Thanks, I know. She says bacon bowl a lot. Um, imagine this. This is like my favorite time of year because like in any situation, no matter what, you can just say, I was a ghost the entire time. And it's very fitting to this season. Um, <laughs> you go to the bank. Like, here's a transaction. Like, talking to the teller. And you're like, okay, see ya. I was a ghost this entire time. Ha ha. And then you walk backwards very slowly. And they're like, oh my God. This is the season. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I think that's all I want to... S oh, yeah, okay, we did fast yawn. Okay, well, great. Uh, we're all ready for bed. <laughs> uh, I'm Katie Crown, guys. Thanks a lot for listening to me. Let's bring your wonderful host back out. Uh, see you later. Bye. Oh, I'm going to listen to Katie Crown say Bacon Bowl for a while. I'll be recording that. I'll be recording? No. I'll be rewinding that part of the podcast a lot. Now, we're almost at the end of the show. And earlier I promised that we would talk about you guys, your hopes and dreams, and your lives. Um, and those gals right there, those are the ones that threw me off. 
I'm just kidding. Let's hear it for those gals. No, this has been so wonderful. Now, um, I think we've we've we had some we had some great we've got some great lives. Uh, we had some you know whoopsie daisies, and then you know some uh, mules. Does anybody have a particularly spectacular day today? Anybody here that has a particularly spectacular day on this, the day of my album release? Mm-hmm. Sir, you raised your hand. What, yeah. what happened to you today? Uh, I came to town. You came to town. Yeah. <laughs> I came from Canada, and I got a free ticket to the show. You know what's amazing? First of all, I knew you weren't from around here, because you said, I came to town. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not how Americans say that, but that's not how Americans say that. You came from Canada and you got a free ticket to this show. That's great. I'm so happy to hear that for you. Now, where are you from in Canada? Western Canada. Western Canada? Yeah. N- name a city. Edmonton. Edmonton. Should have gone with Western Canada. <laughs> I don't know shit about either of those things. I've only been to Eastern Canada. The very French place all the way over there and then the less French place halfway between. I'm talking about Montreal and Toronto. Uh, what's in Western Canada? Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hear we're not that happy about that. She's not Greenpeace, am I right? Nailing it. Um. <laughs> All right. What do you do? You're an actor in Edmonton, Canada. Are you the king? <laughs> What's there? Not much, but I make my living in the theater. (laughs) Is that true? You work in the theater, like you don't walk on because they don't have have television. Mostly the L word and stuff like that. Hell on wheels. wheels. You're just naming things. That's not real. (laughs) Sure it is. Whatever. I'll believe it when I don't ever see that. Um. Hell on Wheels fills in Edmonton? I don't think so. Um, stop your lying Canadian ways. You keep that pipeline. Don't give it to her! She will immediately reveal that she has it. Oh, this? Well, it's his! So you make your living like in, like in theaters doing live stuff? What's the most recent play you did? Great. You did a show called 321 about getting fucked up. You mean alcohol? Yeah. And, um, and pot. And pot and coke. Wow. <laughs> so many different things that you had to play, right? Because you're like, uh, and then you're like, mm, and then you're like, yeah! <laughs> That was a scene where I did a curtain call. <laughs> um, and then you did a burlesque show? Yeah. Were you, did you, you danced? Did you, what'd you get, how far did you get down to? Did you, do you have one of them, uh, do you have uh, one of them? Uh, tearaway pants. Tearaway pants, and then what was underneath? Uh, it's like sensible, 
Go fuck yourself. You didn't do a burlesque show. Oh, please! You step off this art. You know, I know many burlesque dancers, and they wear pussies. You know what that is? It's pasty for your puss. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? It's just a, there's no, it's a G-string minus a string. Just goes right on there. You use adhesive. I know women who stick adhesive vaginal coverings to their bodies so they can please you people. This guy's like, I got down to my skivvies in the, in the great north. It is cold. Well, thank you so much for your service. How's your tassel swing? You all right? Okay. Well, get back to work. Um, as soon as you leave, that's, that's your homework tonight. You get working. And I don't want to just see tassels here. You know where else I want to see a tassel. Three more. One on each ball. And I'm assuming a lot about you in terms of your testicular health. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this final comic is, uh, he's one of the first people that was so kind to me when I moved to L.A. And he's a really important person in my life um, and a really wonderful man. And he's also a hilarious and legendary comic. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bobcat Goldthwait. Let's hear it for Bob. very heartfelt and sweet. Hi, good evening. Not your applause. But your applause was your applause was standard, actually. It was, it was acceptable. Not that I deserve it. Like, you should go ape shit. It's not like she said, Dave Chappelle. And then you go bananas. Uh, uh, but I'm, uh, my name's Bobcat Goldthwait. I was very relevant in the 80s. And, um, and uh, now I'm performing for 24-year-olds who, uh, they don't, uh, although it's a very eclectic group, is it? Uh, an unemployed rabbi? I don't... I just... <laughs> but there's two of you, correct? Well, one of us is employed. One of us? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we know who wears the pants in that. Wow. You're going to have some sexy makeup sex through a little tiny hole in a sheet. Because <laughs> you'd be angry. And All right, well... Have you ever, like, realized you were with a priest and a minister and said, we got to go into a bar and blow some minds? <laughs> when I was a young boy, that's how a lot of jokes started. A priest, a rabbi, and a minister walk into a bar. I hate jokes. I've always hated them. Even as a, you know, the, the whole, like, uh, uh, here's one they go. A priest and a rabbi and a monkey walk into a bar. And then, uh, and then the guy says, and then, and then the, the bartender says, now see, there's where they lose me. Like, if a priest and a monkey and a rabbi walk into a bar, you wouldn't need to come up with a punchline. You wouldn't have to go, oh, this is awkward. I better come up with some humorous spin on this. You would just go, dude, last night at work, a fucking priest and a monkey and a rabbi came in. You should have fucking been there. You're like, well, what happened? Nothing. Why were they hanging out? That's fucked up, right? You know, that would be the joke. Like if, <laughs> all right, I seem to lose you talking about old-timey references. So... You're all hopped up on the sarsaparilla. You would get these jokes. So I made some notes of other people's act. Uh, and then um, so uh, Jamie was saying that men like vaginas um, to look at. And um, 
I'm not. I, I have to say that I'm not. I don't dislike them, but but I don't. It's not like a thing, you know. In, in general, all genitals aren't so awesome, male and female. If I mean, I know there's a, a kick for everybody, and there's people who are into that looking at them. But for the most part, like. If you had never seen either genital, male or female, and you were just walking down the sidewalk and one was on the side of the road, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? You'd be like, eh! I almost stepped in that, you know? You wouldn't be like, mm, 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 I gotta put that in my mouth ASAP. If they look good by now, they'd be on our faces, you know? Through evolution, it'd be how we met. You know, hey, can I buy you a drink? You know, it's like, I'm waiting for my friends. So, uh, that's going to play like gangbusters on the podcast. I didn't really think I'd be busting out some mime tonight. All right, so, um, I was, uh, I I, uh, make uh, very small movies. Some of my movies have made hundreds of dollars. And, um... I had made a movie that I wrote and directed called God Bless America, and I was on a... Well, thanks, thanks. And, uh, and I was walking... I was on a plane, and this kid had it on his computer. He was watching the movie, and I thought, well, I'm going to blow his mind. And I, I, it was 100% a true story. And I tap him on the shoulder, and I go, hey, I'm Bobcat Goldthwait. That's my movie. I paid for it. <laughs> That's a true story. Like, he thought I was that against pirating. Like, I was like... Quick, there's a a kid who pirated God Bless America. He's leaving the Burbank Airport now. All right, I'm on it. All right. So what was the... Someone's going to play... No, you auditioned to play a cop. That was it? All right, well, good luck. All right, my prayers are with you. If you don't get it, it just wasn't meant to be. You know? Well, that sounds like a load of shit, right? Even as I was saying it. It is a drag. It's not the Police Academy reboot, is it? <laughs> it's not that I think about it all the time, but they're actually... <laughs> they're rebooting Police Academy. They're going to they're gonna do what they did to Jump Street. They're going to make it a comedy this time. <laughs> uh. Uh, you know, I, 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 um, Canada reminded me of a, of a story, and it's a little lengthy one, but I'm, I, I, it's one of my favorite stories. I don't tell it that often, but my friend Tony V, he was a, he's a comedian, and uh, but he also used to be the American tourister gorilla. Um, okay, so someone knows what that is. Yeah, there's a there's a gorilla. It used to be a commercial, and they would put the luggage in the cage with the gorilla. Implying that that would be just, you know, like, if it could survive a gorilla. I think there was a little racism in the campaign, but I don't know what that was about. But they had this gorilla throw the luggage around. So my friend Tony had a job where he would, uh, he was the gorilla. He had, they had a $20,000 gorilla suit. And he would show up in malls and sign autographs. And, uh, yeah, this gorilla suit was made of human hair, and Rick Baker made it. But the gorilla suit actually had a better deal than Tony, because Tony also toured with me as a comedian. But sometimes the gorilla suit would be shipped ahead. But what he wore underneath his gorilla suit was this uh, unitard, this one uh, onesie. And he weighed about 250 at the time. He was a, he's a big guy. And, um, and so he was having a, a, a chafing problem, and he was putting baby powder uh, 
uh, in his crotch uh, because under the gorilla suit he'd sweat a lot. So uh, this is a lot of backstory, but I think it's going to be worth it. So we were <laughs> we were flying out of Canada, and um, uh, we get pulled over by the the. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian version, or whatever, the, the TSA kind of. And they're going through our luggage, and they find this unitard. They don't even know what it is, because it's all stretched out, and it was this dude. And the, and the, the, <laughs> the baby powder and his sweat had made little rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're ahead of me. And the guy goes like this. He goes... <laughs> 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 And then he, for the podcast, he, he licked his finger, and then he picked one up, and then he tasted it. And immediately, he, he was like, like, like immediately. <laughs> I, I, apparently, Tony's taint is really foul, because this guy was like, like, ah. it, was, it was like he, he had the shit chills. He was like, ah. and, and we could have stopped him. That's the thing. Like, we had a moment where he licks his finger, goes down. But we don't. We don't. We just both look at each other and go, hey! You know. And I like to think I'm kind of fast on my feet. I couldn't say anything. I was just crying and hugging Tony and biting him in the shoulder because I love him. And I'm like, ah! And the... And, uh, and he goes, uh, uh, what's so funny? And I get, uh, this, is, uh, this is what I came up with right then. I go, ah, there's balls. That's all I could say. That's all I could say. I go, ah, there's balls. <laughs> all right. So uh, there's an old show business adage. I always leave them on a ball joke. Oh, uh, Cam was, Cam, I don't know if I'm talking about this, but uh, the, um, <laughs> She mentioned Coke in the butt, which reminded me of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, uh, yeah, if, if, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, about five minutes into that movie, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character does a bump a blow out of a woman's uh, butthole. And it's very graphic. It's not, it's not implied, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's his face. And, and I mean, I can't even imagine, like, if you were Martin Scorsese, you know, I mean, you know, hey, I'm making a movie. Yeah, Leo, hello? I need you. <laughs> so, must be the power lines. But so, um, I, first two things. The woman I was watching that w- movie with, when that scene came up where he does a, uh, a bump a blow out of a woman's asshole, she said to me, she goes, do you think that's real Coke? And I'm like, really? That's what you call bullshit on this scene? Because that's the real asshole. That's the real brown eye he's got his nose buried in. You know, that's a real stinker. Uh, and, uh, oh, so, <laughs> I'll just keep going. That's a real balloon knot. But, um, so, oh, here's the, the punchline of this story. Um, I don't remember who that actress was, but, uh, which makes me feel bad, too. Like, what do you have to do to impress me? You know, it's like, mother, father, I got a part in a Leonardo DiCaprio picture. Uh, I don't know. I haven't got the sides. <laughs> But I do know that she blew the opportunity to be responsible for the greatest outtake in the history of cinema. <laughs> yeah. Action! <laughs> All right, one more story. This, is a, this has been a very dirty set for me, but uh, I, I, I was in Bloomington, Indiana, and uh, I got done with the show, and I was hanging out with some folks after the show, and I just met them, and I didn't know them, and there's this woman and a guy, and they were having a conversation, I was talking to this other woman, and the man and the woman stopped the conversation, they turned and looked at me, and the woman says, 
when's the last time you shit your pants? And I go, oh, it's during that movie Minority Report, the Tom Cruise movie. Like, I was kind of sick, and I thought I had a fart. And then, uh, and I'm looking at her face, and she's like, just frozen in terror. And I go, you said split your pants. <laughs> like, I really thought we'd gotten that comfortable. Like, hey, when's the last time you shit your pants? Oh, that's funny. I'm like, I like these people. We're really friends already. I think that's... Uh, Ah, well, uh, that's a weird story to leave you on, but thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay, I'll play you guys. Keep it going for them. And that, that is the end of our show. And I want to let the reason I'm standing here is because Cameron Esposito is going to be selling her lovely little albums in the lobby out front that you guys came through to get in here, and she will be accepting credit cards. <laughs> Because she has a little square. So you guys should totally buy a CD up there, right? Yes, that's what I want to hear. You guys give it up for everybody that you saw tonight. Anthony Jeselnik, Jamie Lee, Chris Garcia, Katie Crown, Bobcat Goldthwait, and me, Rhea Butcher. We'll be back next week on Tuesday. See you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.